Okay, Dixon Jane's podcast, 831. I only released 830 yesterday, and already I need to uh, let a little build-up escape get out of me. Uh, I'm going to start off with, uh, I I guess, an apology section, setting the record straight. Um, I raved about the show I'd seen called The Sinners on Netflix, uh, first ep- first year or first season, uh, the story Cora. And I'd said one of the things I liked about it, I didn't know any of the actors. And I loved the fact that just anybody, you know, with a dream could become an actor, an actress, actor, I guess is, covers both. And um, just, you know, maybe make a living at it and... Uh, so on and and but to see unknowns and not famous people was what was so wonderful. In particular, the starring role of um, the person who played the part of Corda. And today I thought, you know, you should find out who that is. You know, this up and comer. <laughs> uh, yeah, you probably already knew. What the hell is that guy talking about? It's Jessica Biel, uh, married to Justin Timberlake. Um, star of many, many motion pictures and TV shows. I guess there's one called Seventh Heaven. She was on for many years on television, which I never saw. Uh, I'm not embarrassed. I, I, I find it funny. Like, oh, okay. I was just so riveted by her appearance. I mean, there was an, an allure, uh, an attraction to her almost a, a dark beauty. It didn't seem traditional, you know, the beautiful blonde type Hollywood style. There's something about her. It was understated, but my goodness. And I think it was a character she played. She played it brilliantly. And so my hat's off to uh, this famous, well-known to all of you out there, actress, uh, Jessica Bielide. I hope I've got the name right. I know the Beal part is right. Uh, she was fabulous in it, and uh, so I stand corrected. This was not an unknown, but this is a person. Not only that, I believe, I don't think she directed it, but I think she was uh, behind the production of it, a producer of this whole series. She wanted to do something different. But my God, what a great story. Eight uh, episodes. I was just glued to it the whole time. And unlike, um, you know, sec- well, second in command, what's the other one? Uh Backup choice. <laughs> I, I laugh. Maybe it's not funny to you. To me, it's funny because I just don't have control of my brain anymore. And the memory banks are all shot to hell. Uh, you know, who's your backup for the president? If the president and vice president die, designated survivor. Thank you. Um, it's just entertaining and it's fun, but it's not great. You know, it's just, it's... American-style entertainment, okay? Just put it there. But I'm enjoying it, and I'm going to watch it right through. But, boy, am I ever going to watch the next two seasons of um, uh, The Sinners, or Sinners, or Sinner. Wow, this is great stuff. Okay, so that's out of the way. Now, secondly, probably you remember a few weeks ago, well, probably you don't remember. (laughs) A few weeks ago, I gave a public apology on behalf of anybody who's stuck behind an old man, old woman, who didn't know what they were were doing uh, and were holding the line up. I was that person again today over the exact same issue. There's an app for ordering from the importance, and then I get email offers and so on. So I look at my phone. Oh, okay. Wow. Today, if I go this weekend, Valentine's weekend, today's February 13th, um, I can get um, a free donut with my coffee. Well, that's good. So why not? 
It's the perfect pair. This Valentine's weekend, get a free donut when you order any beverage on the app. Order now. So I click the order now. While I'm in line, there's a line of cars, a long lineup. It's 1 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, a long line of cars. I know what I want, Boston cream and a dark roast with one cream. Um, I click the order now, and it says, okay, deliver your pickup. Okay, I'll do pickup. Uh, and it gives me a list of which ones. <coughs> All the nearby Tim Hortons. Great. I'm going to press the order now. Order this one 12 meters away. Uh, okay. All right. Go ahead. Anyway. Um, and then it gives you your choice. Dark ro- dark roast. Oh, this is wonderful. Shows $1.76 for the coffee. Okay. I'll do that. And then the donut. And I'm thinking, okay, well, it knows I get a free donut. It doesn't seem right if I put the donut, and of course I click the donut, and suddenly, oh, choose your donut. Well, that's great. Yeah, the Boston cream. Um, and then suddenly, it's added to the order. Oh, no, 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 no. Hey, hey. So I drive up to the pay window, and I said, look, um, I ordered, but it's charging me for the donut. And she just says, just, just go ahead. Just go up to the pay window. So... I do that, and I get there, and I explain to her, it's charged me for the donut. Did you activate the app? Um, I, I don't know. And that's what happened last time. So I'm ordering from just the convenience of ordering, but not... You know, because to me, why is it two separate things? Why would I just do ordering now? Why doesn't it know? It just it's showing me here it is, bear free donut. Why isn't it just one button? Click that, give me my fucking free donut. No, no, you got to go in, back into the app. It's a separate thing from the thing you got in the mail. Go into the app and do it. So, you know, partly for me, fuck, make it even easier for stupid old people. But, uh, no, that's not the way it is. I. She said, I, I can't touch. I said, could you just could you just do it for me? That's what they did last time. She said, I can't touch your phone. She's impatient. Um, I'm getting frustrated. I said, look, okay, look, I'm really sorry. Um, I'll just go around. I'll drive around. I'll try again. And she said, all right, this time I'll just give you the donut, but I won't do that again. So she gives me a free donut. It didn't cost Tim Hortons anything. Now, not only that, but I'm in line. There's a long line of cars uh, slowly moving up to the pickup window. I'm playing with my app as I'm moving forward, and suddenly I hear, bang, bang, bang. Well, no, that, it was nothing like that. <laughs> it was a sound of my bumper crashing into the car in front of me, okay? That's what it sounded like. You use your, use your own imagination. I'm not good at sound effects. Uh, it's plastic and everything else. Of course, he stops, gets out of his car, starts walking towards me, looks at his bumper. I got my window down. I'm like, I'm sorry, 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 sir. <laughs> So there's your old folks won't. Okay, so I've made it kind of funny. But the truth is, when I drove out of there, I was almost feeling frightened. Like, this is what you've become. This is, you are that old. And not only are you the old, but you can't function properly anymore in society. You've, you're dependent on others to do things for you. You're becoming that way. You can't do a simple thing like place an order using an app for a drive through You really are losing it. You bumped into a car because you're busy looking at your app. You're, you're really, this is it. It's, it's, you're heading downhill fast. It's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse and it's getting worse quicker. And that's, whoa, I gotta tell you, folks, that's a shitty, fucking awful feeling. God damn it, man. As I sip my coffee. <coughs> I don't think that's true. I don't think that's really what's happening. I think I was just a little frustrated with this stupid app thing. Okay, okay, now I got it. Two mistakes. I will not do this with it. Next time, I will push the fuck, go into the app. 
push the activate button order from there. Okay, next time, that's what I'll do. All right? It won't happen again. I'm telling you it's a promise. In fact, I owe it to you, the listener, my friends, some of you, many of you, I hope, uh, that next time I order from Dim Hortons on the drive-thru, I will do it successfully and I will tell you about it. And Or, if I do this for a third time, um, somebody get hold of my wife, uh, somebody call my son, better call my son, get hold of my son in Vancouver say, look, your dad's, your dad's, um, he needs help. All right. Whew. Can we park that now? Are we done? So there was my confessional. God, what a what a way to start off a podcast. But um, it is scary. Um, again, you know, I guess the the reality is my my only real problem is this walking balance issue that I have that I I seem to bring up every issue, and yet that's why I am. My God, people are bundled up. I'm parked at uh, the beachside, Buffers Park. People are bundled up with scarves, mittens, hats, heavy winter coats. I've got mine. Uh, there are not, It's not a day to go for a walk. It's cold, but I am going for a walk because uh, I need that. I need to get in the exercise, and I just needed to get out of the house. My, my wife is... God, is this confession number three? Um... It's kind of laundry housework day. And with her blessing, she said, no, go, 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 just go. Yeah, it's good. Get Have, have your walk. So it wasn't like I'm sneaking off. I let her know my intention was to take a walk. So now, of course, I have to have that walk. But first, the coffee I've been needing so much. I stayed up late last night to finish that series off. Woke up sometime at night, I don't know what time, worried that maybe I'd let the cat out and not let her back in. And of course, just I, I'm just so in love with that cat. And it just, you know, I knew I would never get back to sleep if I thought the possibility my cat was out all night. Now our other cat, but the, at least the other cat, the outdoor cat, Tora, has a house to go into, this straw-filled house. And, you know, he'll, he's okay. And it's under a table and it's covered the whole thing with this sheet, towel, or um, uh, bath curtain, you know, shower curtain. So he's okay. He's okay. Um, But uh, Yuki, I just pictured her at the door saying, why aren't you letting me in? So anyway, my sleep pattern was also a late start to the day. Is there anything good I have to tell you? That was a resounding silence. Ah, pets. I guess it's, um, yeah. We do get so attached to them. And uh, it is like family. And I, and I think the thing about pets is that you do love them so much. It is an unconditional love. And they love us back in their own way. Uh, cats and dogs, and it's different for both of them. I'm not so sure about rats and parakeets and fish, but uh, cats and dogs, it's a very, very special bond. And uh, when we lose one, or they get sick, or they need surgery, it's, uh, it's, it's deeply, deeply painful. I see a little dog now going at just a tiny little thing, and he's got a big, nice, you know, looks like fur-lined red jacket all around him, and he's quite happy. I mean, they, you know, out for a walk on a leash. Oh, and here's a family with their children. They went out for a walk, and it looks like they lasted uh, from the time I started this podcast till now, and they're all getting back into their car. All right, that's enough. That's my time for my walk. So, uh, God damn it, eh? What kind of an opening is that? I don't know. Stay tuned. There'll be something else following this. Bye for now. Insert ding. Check, check, and in. I don't know if you can hear the Joni Mitchell in the background. That is Ladies of the Canyon, an album, vinyl, that I have not played in uh, 
many years, I'm sure. I have a, I'm going to dig out the whole collection because I've got the hissing of uh, Summer Lawns, Don Juan's Reckless Daughter, and a few others of her later offbeat jazzy ones. They, they were fabulous. And she just, I got so much respect for Joni because like she went her own way, uh, did what she wanted whether it was going to be popular with the, you know, her original folk singing type or not. Uh, same with Dylan, you know, when Dylan went electric and lost all his folky fans. Uh, she did similar things. I don't know that she gets all the credit she deserves. Beautiful voice, r- great writer, uh, an artist, a in- very interesting guitar player. And was a huge part of that uh, 60s scene. And in fact, the album "Ladies of the Canyon." I guess they're talking about the uh, canyon where so many of them lived and composed that very sweet time. I guess it was '67, just before Charles Manson came on the scene and ruined it for everybody. <coughs> anyway, today is just a little bit of a check-in. I just filmed some video of my library, very awkwardly, and uh, I'm going to see if I can put it into uh, another one of my YouTube videos showing off now that it's organized uh, all my books but um, we'll see what comes of that and meanwhile I'm sitting here just going to relax a little bit today was a big snow day Uh, it is February the 15th 16th I'm behind in sending out an email I was going to do it yesterday um, telling people about the proposal to do a new Dixon Jane zine on the topic of hope, or the theme of hope, and whether you have some or don't have some, or, again, anything else you care to write about. So I will get that done, maybe this week, with the uh, aiming for an April release. So if you're interested, get in touch with me, or make sure I'm on your uh, email list. A couple of you already have. Thank you, Glenn in Winnipeg and Bruce Conway in um, Ottawa have already contributed great stories. So... uh, there's more to follow. So uh, that's it. I'm all excited because I just, um, I, I, social media is a part of my day-to-day life. Like I'm on Facebook. I'm checking for things. I'm a member of, what I like are the group. So I'm on a group called Lachine Then and Now, uh, West Island Boomers. Now the, the only problem with the, some of them, especially the West Island Boomers one, it's like almost old people going back to wasn't it better back then and we know it wasn't necessarily at all but all the things so you'll it triggers nostalgia but nostalgia is not always uh, the right way to look at life or or a healthy way necessarily but you just get the feeling a lot of people are we're, we're think they were happier back then than they are now, perhaps. I don't know. So it's interesting, you know, and people putting up toys, and do you remember this? And, you know, we didn't have to wear helmets. Nobody got hurt. Yeah, well, a few did. (laughs) Uh, But uh, anyway, uh, but these other ones. So today I posted a picture of the grocery store that uh, my father used to shop at called Demera in Lachine. Just an old black and white square photo and I took a picture with my iPhone and posted it up on Lachine then and now just to see if anybody knew. And I mentioned uh, right here in my bar, I have a hockey puck from a game, Chicago-Montreal uh, game from the forum that the the grocer, the owner, uh, Jacques Demera, and the butcher took me to the game as a guest. I, had, I have no idea how this came about and what was arranged and why I got to go a little you know, little Anglo from West End of Lachine got invited to go with them. But it was a very nice gesture. Uh, maybe my father got them the tickets. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, um, they took me. And <laughs> it was kind of neat. Like, wow. It was just, it was, must have been quite young. It would have been high school, I guess. I call that young. I, because I was so naive and uh, innocent. Um, but, uh, so anyway, I posted the picture and right away somebody, oh, yeah, the Demeras were my neighbors and somebody was, oh, I went to school with the daughter. And, uh, it just makes you feel good. There's a connection. Hey, here's something. My mother used to order the groceries from them, um, by telephone. Like she'd get on her phone, oh, I need some onions and some carrots. Yeah. And some, some potatoes. And it was always, I think it was some, I don't think they specified exactly how much. 
and it would be for every week, I guess you'd phone put in the weekly order grocery, order of groceries. And do you have do you have a good roast? Uh, you know, and the stuff would be delivered out there. There's, in the photo, there's a picture of a guy. It looks like he must be the driver wearing a hat. And um, so, if you're a member of Lachine, only people who lived in Lachine or are living there now can be members of this group. They've kept it quite tight, but there's a lot. There's a few thousand. And uh, so just posting that and, and getting the interaction with French and English, even though most of it's in English, there was a dividing line in Lachine in those days. The richer Anglos west of 38th Avenue and, and the to a large extent the poorer people east of 38th. And boy, some people on that would really um, maybe be upset that I put it in those terms, but there was a... This was the time of the two solitudes, the French and the English, before all the changes, before the quiet revolution, the changes within Lachine, and, and the fact that, you know, it's French people living in our house today, uh, showing, yeah, hey, things changed in Quebec for the better, for the French especially, all the English left. Um, ooh, my book is ready, the hardest job in the world, the hold is ready. Your hold at Toronto Public Library is ready to borrow. Oh, good. Oh, there's another bit of good news. I thought I'd wait weeks. I, I've been feeling guilty about buying books, so I thought maybe I should just try our library. Because I was on, on Amazon thinking I'll order the hard copy of this book. Now, come on. Why would you? You don't have that money to spend, man. Check your library out. And I did. And now it's there. So uh, I'll end on that note. Another book to read. That was by John Dickerson, who I listened to on... Uh, uh, the, the you know the the uh, slate gab political gab fest um, every every week I really like the three of them Emily uh, John and um, what's his name okay all right so Scarborough dude got to deal with his stuff signing off on uh, a Tuesday afternoon that way I think I began by saying it snowed heavily last night. But uh, my son just finished doing the driver. I got up early, brushed off the wife's car, and uh, shoveled a pathway to get to it. And she just plowed it backwards out onto the road. And uh, then got my son up to uh, finish it off. So, all is well in the uh, Scarborough Dudes household. Bye. And, and it's not always seems that way, right? I think we had a bumpy, bit of a bumpy week. Was it last time or the time before? Yeah, around my wife's birthday. Well, things are uh, things are tickety boo now. Just tickety boo. Everything is fine. Bye for now.
Check, check, check. Uh, no bell in the pocket, so uh, ding, 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 all the same. Oh, this is lovely. I'm sitting in um, just off the dog park at uh, Thompson Park. They actually have one, two, three, four huge fields fenced in for dogs. Uh, it's wonderful, and uh, it's just nice to see them frisking and running and jumping in the snow and uh, sniffing each other's butts. Wish we could do that. <laughs> yeah, not really. No, no, no. Take that back. Come on. Uh it's just, it's lovely. It's just fresh snow. It's deep in snow. The ground is covered uh, from that storm we had. I guess that's why it looks so different. I'm thinking, why is this so wonderful? And it's just, we had a, a fairly big snowstorm. Not as big as they got it in, uh, God, Texas and Florida, the extreme cold and other places. And Sault Ste. Marie, they always get too much there. But uh, we had a fair dumping and uh, we got it shoveled out and the car brushed off. I think I mentioned that. And expected another one, and it hasn't come yet. Uh, maybe tonight. But meanwhile, in this park, it's just all trees, and they're all bare. I, and they just look wonderful. Against the gray sky, it's not that the sun is shining or blue skies. It's gray sky, bare trees that are looking black against the sky. And then this fresh, thick carpet of white snow uh, and most of it untrodden you know like there's a few pathways here and there a few footsteps because I've sort of gone off the path but there's all kinds of benches and uh, picnic tables it's a wonderful wonderful bit of open space I see people carrying sleds there's just enough little hills here for kids to get a bit of a thrill and uh, I'm staying out of the main park. I'm, I'm looking behind me. I can see the uh, the little museum, the uh, Thompson House Museum that they keep going, bring kids in to show the old days. It's, you know, it's not a big treat, but it's something. And, uh, yeah. And I, so I gave myself a little walk. I hardly really counts as a walk, but I realized I hadn't been out for a week. So I had to mail a letter. To my friend uh, Guilherme, who I met in Lowell, Massachusetts, uh, for the Kerouac gathering. And um, I sent her, or she bought a copy of my book, so I sent her uh, a couple of Dixon Janes and a thank you letter. And uh, then she sent me a copy of her little book of poetry uh, by the window, I think it was, of just little poems of that captured moments in her life, like haikus of a time she spent with her father. Uh, and it was wonderful, you know. I'm, and I, she was writing them when I, when I met her, and now the book is published, and so she sent me a copy. So I sent her back a copy, I just posted today, of The Wisdom of Insecurity, the Alan Watts book I had two copies of. This is a beat-up old copy, but somehow to me that just gives them more, I don't know, value. In a, eh, maybe not value, but just character anyway. Just, okay, it's a... It doesn't matter if this gets a little beat up in your bag, if you're carrying it around. It's already beat up. And uh, anyway, a six-page letter, which I don't often do, and sealed with a nice bit of gold wax with the letter K, thanks to uh, John Meadows. That's a story you may have heard back on a Dixon Jane's long ago. Uh, with uh, Yes, the doorknob. <laughs> the doorknob my wife uh, insisted I throw out. And I insisted I keep. And so I gave it to John for safekeeping because uh, I had... Uh, it's, it's a crazy story. I'm not going to open the whole thing up. Anyway, John turned it into a beautiful stamp. And now when I write a letter, I will uh, melt the wax that uh, John sent me as well. A nice little package with the wax, sealing wax, and put the stamp on. It's lovely. So uh, anyway... Yeah, and uh, figured, okay, keep on going, man. Off to Dog Park. Thompson Dog Park. And here we are. All right, so uh, anyway, I guess uh, I don't. I just wanted to share a little bit of joy. I mean, it always makes me happy to see the dogs running and jumping. And, of course, they like the fresh snow, too. I posted a wonderful picture on uh, Yuki's homepage and on uh, Instagram. 
She just, they know how to find. If there's a spot of sunlight coming in a window, a cat will find it or a dog will find it. And she has her favorite place where it just comes in through our dining room uh, or the window off our porch. And uh, she just knows to sit there when she comes in from the cold. And today she found one upstairs. And it's just lovely. The lighting is just perfect. The fur, the whiskers are just like pure white. It's, uh, yeah, little things. Just the little things that uh, make us happy. I've been reflecting back on my book. Sales are down. (laughs) They were never up. Uh, I know some people bought the book from Blurb when it first came out. And that was a, a thrill and then I went and ordered uh, far too many copies, thinking, oh, well, somebody might be interested. But in these times of no social get-togethers, um, you know, I'm not going to uh, I'm not gonna get many takers. So I think I sold a couple to the church. Somebody else from the church, maybe I mentioned it, I uh, told it, recommended he did not buy it. Um, I guess it's okay to say the person's a recovering alcoholic, or recovered, I'd say, but... Maybe in, in their terms, I don't know. And, and uh, I, I just suggested this is the whole, so much of that book is about uh, written from bars. You won't like it. I, I mean, we laughed about it, but, uh, you know, I talked myself out of a sale. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. It's all done. I have yet to, I have two nieces and I intend to send them both a copy and one who's doing a lot of research on family history. I'm getting messages on my phone, beeps and something or other, so maybe i got a call. So maybe I'll just cut this short and see what this is all about. Oh no, it's just a, just a message. Um, yeah, okay. Nothing important. My mother's birthday today, maybe I shouldn't say nothing important. Uh, my mother, this mother's birthday, she would would have been 105, um, but uh, she passed long ago. And um, also, uh, a person called Debbie, my dear friend of Debbie and Brent, who I stay with when I go to Vancouver, North Van, and she is featured in many of the letters in the book, from going back when, I guess we lived together back when we were poor and uh, had no money at all uh, and some good stories about her she's she's a a very important character in my life just happened she shared the same birthday with my mother so there you go my mother's birthday edition of the podcast um my mother loved me and uh i guess debbie did too but um it's it's a wonderful thing to to sort of have that kind of security. When sometimes you see uh, movies and TV or shows, when things are not so rosy between mother and daughter, or parents, or, you know, father and son, and and oh my God, that gives you a, that's that's just tough to have to deal with all that on top of what regular life throws your way anyway. Just the act of living, uh, but to have the uh, to have on the one end the security of the love of your family, your parents, and on the other end missing that, not having it, and maybe actually having abuse. God damn, that's awful. And I'm just so sorry for the the innocent ones who are, are subject to this, you know, who, who that's their daily life. They head off to school feeling terrible before the day's even started, and others all smiles and rosy cheeks. I finished the series, uh, all three series in the, um, God, my feet are cold. I'm, I'm just wearing shoes. I didn't put boots on. I guess I should have a pair of shoes and they're deep in snow and it's gone into the boots. But anyway, 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 finished the series of, of the sinner. God damn, that was intense. And the, the main character, the detective, you, you just get so frustrated with him. Like Jesus Christ, man, you know, open up. And and yet that's why it's so wonderful. It's such a great character study of somebody, of a man having such a hard time expressing himself, showing his emotions, his feelings. And, and I, you know, I don't want to give details away, but I, you know, because who knows who's seen it, who hasn't, who will bother to watch it. But God damn, I recommend it. Start from the beginning, season one, episode one. Uh, there's just the three seasons. I hope they come back for another because there's further you could go with his character. But so well written, uh, the character so well developed, so well acted, 
the casting is marvelous. Uh, the writing, the filming, the cinematography, well, I mean, that's not why it stands out. It's, it's basic narrative of telling stories, but just very, very well done on all counts. And, uh, and that just makes me so happy. Yes, there's hope for mankind. Look what we can do. Look at the technology we've got. Boy, I can just sit, I can watch this on my bloody phone if I wanted but to see it on a big screen in your living room and 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 uh, order it for you know by subscribing to some service all of the stuff that comes with it all the technology all the development all the advances but especially and just the development of the art form of cinema wow so all right cinema television whatever you want to call it uh Scarborough dude, going to sign off. My feet are really starting to get cold. Did you like that? Really starting to get cold. And uh, it's time to uh, time to head back to the car. Signing off. Bye for now. Don't know what else I have to do today, but uh, yeah, maybe not too much. Got some chicken marinating for tonight. Give my wife a change. Yeah, one. Yeah, I. You know, on the last one, I talked about what a shitty husband I was, but. I make sure I'm up before she heads off to work. And days when it snowed, I make sure there's a pathway shovel to her car. And I actually start the car up in the morning. I get in, like this morning when she had to go early. Uh, I'll get in, warm it up, uh, brush it, all the snow off. So little things. I do the dishes every night. So I just don't want to leave you with the feeling I don't do anything. And I'm an ungrateful bastard. And uh, lately, things have just been a whole lot happier around the house. For I think she just I think they, her birthday hit her pretty hard, for a lot of reasons, and uh, it just wasn't a good time all over overall. Uh, those flowers sit unloved, very much unloved, under the dining room table, soon to be thrown out. Scarborough dude, signing off from the Dixon Jeans podcast. I hope you enjoyed. God damn it, contact me. Say, hey Ken, I liked your last episode. Glad you're still doing this. You know, give me a little bit of support. I, you know, I, I'm a needy person. I, I need that sometimes. Like the way I need the likes every time I post a bloody picture. Um, I posted a, a photo, an old snapshot. Oh, I mentioned that, I guess, of uh, Jacques Demera, the grocery store. And I've had just a wonderful connection. Somebody who knows the daughter of the man in the photo and said, I want to share this with the, with the daughter who I met when I was talking to the Lachine Historical Society. And that's just a wonderful thing that I could say, hey, I knew your father. He took me to a hockey game, and my father liked him. You know, if I could make that connection, this is wonderful. It, it, you know, ah, yeah, there's a lot of good things to celebrate. So we'll end on that happy note. Bye for now. front seat of the road track yeah snow is coming down oh my god and it's it's wonderful i mean the fact that they know it's coming and they'll tell you even when it's coming you know late afternoon it is thursday february probably the 19th or 18th uh yoko ono's birthday happy 88th yoko ono that poor woman has had a rough time from the media and the press and uh People who don't get her, um, Beatles fans who thought she broke up the Beatles. Ugh, poor lady. Anyway, um, yeah, it's snowing, and it's going to snow continually for quite a while. I'm going to, I'm going to do just a little bit of shoveling, but of course, leaving the rest for my son. He's not quite as thorough as I am. We need a pathway to bring the garbage cans in and out, the ones on wheels that you wheel out to the curb, garbage day tomorrow. Uh, And then we like to shovel off the deck so our poor cat uh, 
Torah. Can get up and down, go wherever he goes to poo, and uh, you know, without too much eat, with too much trouble in the deep snow. So uh, yeah, I'll do that. Um, meanwhile, we don't have a working oven. I baked chicken last night. I was very pleased. My son said, "Dad, this is the best chicken you've ever done." And I had bought a big box of Belgian, like two kilos of deboned chicken. And um, let them thaw and then lathered them with, uh, you know, jerk chicken, teriyaki sauce, and uh, another, uh, you know, just no-name barbecue sauce. And, you know, only a few hours, but lathered them all over and then baked them in the oven. Now, I put two pans in the oven and it seems I didn't close the door tightly. My wife came home and I was thinking, oh, she's going to be so happy. Look, he's got, it smells good, chicken in the oven. And uh, instead, she's, this door's not closed. You know, the, the door's not closed. The steam is coming out. And uh, wouldn't you know what? Shortly after that, the panel, uh, you know, on the oven started flashing. Oh, that's not good. And um, so I went behind the stove, unplugged it to see if maybe just a reset, you know. Unplug it, plug it back in like you would a computer. And uh, that did nothing except shut the light off entirely. So today I wake up, I go online, oh, lots of things, you know, how to replace your control board and how to check the fuses and how to do this and that. So I took a couple of things off. I did change a fuse on the top of the stove. But I knew, you know, even though they make it look easy, control panels, just make sure the wires are connected in the right way, it's just not my kind of thing. It's just not something I do without screwing up. So, normally, I would just wait forever and make excuses. Well, I don't know. Well, I, well let me check this and, and, you know, stall. And instead, today, I thought, don't do that. Have you not learned anything? Uh, who who can you help? Who can help you? So I went down. I have a little section in my contacts. I call help, and sure enough, the guy who was recommended, who does our, uh, who repaired our dryer for us, um, was also able to come on short notice. He hap- I just I just okay. Here's the part I'm proud of. All right, Jesus, I didn't waste any time when I couldn't fix it. I right away. Went into this searching for who can I call? Oh, there's Eugene. Call Eugene right away. Eugene just happens to be in Scarborough between jobs. He's over within 10 minutes. As the panel off the back off, well, you need a new control board. But I don't know if they have them still for a model this old. To me, the stove doesn't look old, but uh, who knows. So uh, that's it. But the thing is, it was an you know eighty dollar cash visit that was agreed up front on the phone, eighty dollars, you know. And I look at my wallet; I've got fifty five. I said, "Well, you know, I can I do you a check? Yeah, but <coughs> but then I'll have to charge you tax." Yeah, well, let me look. And of course, I didn't have any more money, so we settled on fifty dollars cash today. Uh, he'll come by maybe tomorrow, pick up the other thirty. Um, even if it can't be repaired, you know the problem is if they if he can't get a replacement control board. I mean, I suppose I could do an online search, but I mean, this guy's going to do it. He's going to try. Uh, he was recommended by the people who sell parts for stoves. That's how I found him in the first place. So, uh, you know, worst case scenario, I got to buy a whole new fucking stove. All right, that's worst case. Uh, but. If the control panel can be repaired or replaced, and that would mean um, paying him whatever the cost is for that, plus whatever additional charge. I think the 80 bucks is just, hey, I'll come, I'll look, I'll identify the problem. Well, I already knew that was likely the problem. But, you know, he's a nice guy, and I, I, I can't argue with somebody or try and beat him down. Yeah, well, look, so I paid you 80 bucks, you're only here for 10 minutes. You know... Just fucking pay whatever it takes and be done with it. That's just the easy way through life. And I know the <laughs> some of you would, you know, the Rob Lees, the Michael Musleys, uh, 
Michael, whoever, virtual youper Michael, um, would relish doing the job themselves. Good for you. I'm, I, I think that's wonderful. Uh, I'm me. I can't do that. I don't want to do that. And, um, yeah. So stay tuned. God damn, that was pretty boring. I could have made, I could have told you that in one minute. Two minutes max. Now it's seven. All right. Anyway, I just, it's, it's a little frustrating. It's a little bit, you know. So my first trip is I'll go to the bank, get cash out. And uh, deal with it. Now, I'm certainly not going to pay cash for the motherboard or the control board. Um, we'll see how that one goes. I'm expecting a few hundred bucks. I don't know. Uh, but I guess maybe he... What's the big story here? The big story is when my wife gets home, I'm on it. It's not like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll do something tomorrow. It's, look, the guy's already been called. I'm doing whatever, so she doesn't really have to worry about it, even though she will. Uh, today when she left, she's trying to upload. She's got a new phone at work. Not sure how to get stuff from the old phone onto the new phone. I think if it was saved to the chip, then it just to replace the chip. should be straightforward, but, you know, I don't know. And I said, Just get somebody at work to help. you got a tech guy who's being paid a salary at this place where you work. Get the tech guy to do it. That's his job. And, uh, no, I have to know how to do these things myself. And then parting words as she left her, you know, I've got, I've just got to know for the time when I'm on my own, meaning when I'm gone. And, uh, yeah, I agree. But as I told Barnacle Bill, uh, I said I'd be giving, I, I posted to Barnacle Bill that I'll be, uh, there'll be a stack of unsold, um, uh, What's the name of it? Better wait for now. It's now or never. Uh, never mind now. Now is the only time. Whatever it is, that book that I wrote, uh, Waiting for Now, thank you. Uh, there'll be a stack of them at my funeral service for people to take on the way out. <laughs> I find that very funny, but uh, Barnacle Bill said, if you've got a date set yet. And uh, I guess I do sort of mention that maybe um, fairly often, like I'm just... You know, I don't know what it is. Father dying at 79, that was, you know, my mother in her 80s. So it's not like I'm destined, but it's just, you know, hey, these things happen. And you want, I want my wife to be ready. You know, I want her to, uh, to well, what do you mean I want her to be ready? How to fix her phone? No. Uh, I don't want to go yet. I guess that's it. Yeah, hey, I'm not ready yet. All right. I, I still got shit to do. Okay. There we go. So I'll leave it at that. I just wanted to... Uh, talk to you from inside Sal. I'm just feeling kind of... I, I just listening to um, reports about American camping and road trekking in America. Virtually every provincial park in all 50 states is booked solid for the entire summer. Like as soon as you can book them, people book blocks. And then they cancel later on, but you don't know when they're canceled. And of course, anybody who knows the good sites, waterfront backing onto and so on, those are just gone right away. The entire summer, so I haven't even started looking. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want that fucking pressure. All right, what what two weeks do you want? I don't want fucking two weeks. I want two days here, three days there. Day here of traveling, you know. Don't fucking tell me I gotta tell you exactly what fucking night I want to go. Goddamn camping! Jesus Christ, that's camping is about that little bit of freedom. Goddamn, this is it's just ugh. It's come to that. And more and more people. I mean, the sales and road tracks and vehicles like this and trailers is way up. And like with the storms we've had and the power outages, oh, to have a self-contained vehicle, wow. We can cook and have electricity through a generator, wow. Propane stove, yeah. So uh, there's a real rush on selling. Uh, so it would be a good time to sell this vehicle, but... I, I've got, I haven't, I, I want to go to California. I want to go to Colorado. I want to go to Memphis. I want to go to uh, a lot more places, you know? Nashville. Come on. So, I no, it's not the time for me to sell yet while I can still do it. Because it's getting harder and harder to bend down and get the cord out and back into the case at the, you know, the base of the road track. But I can still do it. All right, that's it. Sounds like I'm whining, doesn't it? Not really. 
Scrabble Dude signing off. Stay tuned. I'll let you know. You should know by uh, tonight. Um, so before this podcast is out, you'll know whether I need a new stove or not. In case you're really concerned, right? Bye for now. In the distance, faded down low, is uh, another piece of vinyl. It's the Ventures in Space, making these spacey kind of sounds with your guitars long before uh, you had the George Martins of the world and studios doing fancy stuff. So, uh, yeah, back in the basement, it's Friday. The day to finish this off, I promised my uh, good friend Rob in Singapore... This will be out there today, but uh, he's probably in bed now. Not Singapore, what do I mean? Singapore, formerly Singapore Sam, now at a beautiful kind of resort home in uh, northern Thailand. It's quite a life he's led, and um, he has asked me many times from the time he was in Thailand and Singapore on the Thailand to come and visit, and uh, I keep putting it off, and now uh, I don't know uh, if my traveling days have come to an end or not. But uh, that remains to be seen. Yeah. So. Guess I'll just leave that in there. <laughs> I don't have many pauses. I just didn't have a quick follow-up. Uh, dreams last night. So vivid. My God, dreams are interesting. Uh, and then you can wake up and you can go back into dreams again. And it's almost as if I willed the second dream to have. It was a follow-up of the first, except the personnel. Uh, anyway, anyway, just interesting stuff. Um, I did get a call back from the guy who was uh, who came out to uh, see if he could fix our oven. And the verdict was, if you want a new control board, I found one. Uh, but it's $530. And in his opinion, and in ours... It is not worth spending $530 to repair, plus whatever he'd charge to repair the damn thing, after the $80 paid for his visit, to, um, you know, fix up an old stove. So we have to get a new one. But meanwhile, we've got four burners on top working. We have a very good-sized microwave that works just fine, and we have a barbecue. So uh, we're, we're not in a hurry to um, get our uh, our new stove, but we'll have to start looking for bargains. There you go, and household news. Posted a picture uh, when we just moved in. The picture was from July 31st, 1994, and I believe we moved in um, May 94 into our new house. Standing in the front door, I'm holding one boy, and Uncle's holding the other. It's, I'm so glad that photo exists, because it just captures, wow, a time that's just so so long ago and and just it it does feel like we were all and and we were completely different people I mean anybody you read Zen and it's all about that you're never the same you're just you're redefining yourself continually you are that but add on uh, growth life experiences what happens to your body all the things that go with just this moving through life and uh then you suddenly you look at a snapshot. Oh my God! What was it like to be to be young and healthy? Hmm. Anyway, um, what was on? I heard something on um, a podcast I was listening to. Uh, uh, Slate Political Gabfest, as I do every week, and she used a line: "The perfect is the enemy of the good." And I hadn't heard it before. And apparently, it's a common uh, 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 saying. Attributed to Voltaire, the perfect is the enemy of the good. And she used this line in reference to uh, whether or not they should be opening schools during the COVID crisis. And if you're trying it everything right, you know, it's impossible. But maybe if you do some of the things you're supposed to be doing, it will be safe enough, you know. Uh, and meanwhile, you've got people on both extremes. Keep them closed, and uh, you know, especially teachers. Some of the teachers' unions, 
don't put our lives at risk or we should be first up in line for the immunization or vaccinations. And, and maybe that's true. If you're going to put teachers out there to expose them to kids, I think you better be prepared to vaccinate those teachers. Uh, but anyway, she used that line. Uh, yeah, that's that's good. And I thought back to the book I put out. No, it was certainly not perfect. I could have gone. I could have read through another hundred letters, and maybe chosen this one instead of that. But it was definitely good enough, and uh, I'm glad it was done. So, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. I just had one more story. I've only got nine minutes. Uh, last night, uh, when I was just you know getting something out of the fridge, I just my eye caught the movement of a little spider. You know, these little ones are not a daddy lawn legs, but just a little small spider you'd find in your kitchen or up a wall. We, our house seems to have quite a few of them. Um, and I just backhandedly sort of flicked it onto the floor. Hey, I don't want you up on the counter near our food and my peanut butter jar and things, you know. Get off. Go. And I just swept it onto the floor. And then I saw it on the linoleum. This huge expanse from its perspective. This room with no place to go. I mean, yeah, it had every place to go, but where? What was its path going to be from then on like suddenly it knows where it wanted to be i think it had a windowsill it probably had a little i mean i don't see many spiders webs with it. they don't even look like the type would make a web but it was just there where it wanted to be on the counter beside the fridge lots of crook nooks and crannies and dark places to get into and now it was out in the desert without a canteen of water and I just, I felt really bad. I felt, whoa, whoa, that was thoughtless. And I went and got a magazine. So I had some paper, and it took quite a few tries to get the magazine paper underneath him and scooted him up and threw him back up onto the counter where I was. And and I laughed. I, I felt better. I felt relieved, you know. I And then in the middle of the night, I woke up. I don't know, middle of the night, I don't know. Sometime I, I, I woke up. And tried to write a little poem about it. And then thought, this is ridiculous, you know. This is nuts. But I knew I'd be telling you about the story today. I started off, it was quite nice. I flicked a small spider off the kitchen counter onto the floor. Then realized I had changed his world. And then a voice said, Ken, Ken, go back to sleep. You don't need to write a poem about that event. Just tell them about it on the Dixon Jane's podcast. That'll be enough. <laughs> and I did. All right. Oh, one more thing. It was really big. Uh, I have made two tries at uh, videotaping. Videotaping. Jesus. YouTubing. If I can use that as a verb, my uh, my bar library. Second one, I actually put the whole thing together, and it came out ten minutes, and decided again. I, I another waking up period with the thought. No, no. I've got a new way to do it. Take still photos of each section of the library and then from each section pull out one book. Have I gone? Oh, we're almost over time. Pull out one book representing that section. For example, I'm looking at the Kerouac section now. Which book, after everybody sees, okay, you got like, you know, two dozen books here by Kerouac, multiple copies, pull out one and talk about it briefly. Uh, and that one would probably, I would choose Big Sur uh, because it's the one that dealt with his alcoholism and his abuse of it. Uh, and then, okay, the Timothy Leary. And it would probably be one of the um, biographies. And I thought, oh, that's a much better way to do it. So that's back to the drawing board. That's why I have not been putting out any uh, new um, uh, Zooms, uh, YouTubes from the basement bar. Scarborough Dude signing off. My God, that was a confusing ending. Take care, all of you. Be safe. Don't take unnecessary chances with this COVID crap. And uh, I look forward to the time we can gather together in a bar or a coffee shop and uh, meet as friends in person. Bye for now.